Welcome to the Startup Tank Climate Investor Pitch Show, the premier online startup pitch contest where top climate tech and impact founders pitch VCs looking to fund world positive companies. If you're a founder looking for funding or a climate or impact investor interested in joining and investing alongside forward VCs, syndicate, and companies that move the world forward, please visit thestartuptank.com for more details and to apply. But now it's time to enter the tank. Okay. Well, hello, everybody. I'm one of two co-founders for Terra Foods, which is feeding the planet with carbon negative ingredients. My co-founder is actually in Mexico at the moment, and I'll explain why as we progress. So we've all seen how recently how events in Ukraine have really shown some of the issues with our food security supply. But if you also add to that the fact that many businesses are signing up to net zero and they don't know how they're going to get there, and there's a massive growth in customers wanting sustainable products, you can see there's a real opportunity. But there's also an incredible need. At the moment, 75% of our food is coming from an incredibly small portfolio of plants and animals. So there's some 300,000 plants we could be eating, and yet we're driving this terrible monoculture farming, which is so destructive to the planet. So this is where Tierra Foods comes in. We're developing superfood carbon negative ingredients. And we do this by growing underused plants, working with leading scientists and food innovators to develop those plants into scalable, high quality ingredients that can then be used by food manufacturers within their supply chains. So examples would be flour, culinary oils, those sorts of things. And the key thing is that we're growing those plants in a holistic, regenerative way in Central America, which means that we have clear provenance and can give those B2B suppliers full transparency on where the food came from. So what do we do? Well, effectively, our R&D is about creating those recipes that enable those food manufacturers to scale up. But the key thing is that we're working with those local communities, which is very hard for those food manufacturers to do. So we're working directly with communities who are wild harvesting and also who are growing the produce for us. So this is our beachhead product, Ramon flour. The Ramon seed grows on a tree called Brosoma malacastrum. So the great thing is when you harvest the seed, the tree stays in the ground capturing carbon. We've developed a flour which is scalable and can be used in, across a number of product products. And we've got a customer pipeline, all of those customers along the bottom we've spoken to. We're actually launching this autumn with some cookies with this customer, Senor Natural. They have nationwide distribution in Mexico and are launching their first product. We're using our Ramon in the next couple of months. Sorry, I've got a slight hiccup on my slides. Here we go. Uh, but there's a wider distribution opportunity here as well, because we're not just fl producing flour. There's such a pipeline of produce we can do using our regenerative practices. So, for example, the Ramon seed, we're also developing as a protein concentrate, which has a massive market, as you'll be aware. And because agroforestry comprises a number of different plants growing alongside each other, we're also looking at other products, such as the kahuna tree, which has a seed, which we're developing for oil, and some chaya, which is tree spinach. And we're working on a predictive model that enables us to pre-select and identify plants for, for grain and for optimization which effectively means that we can start to develop some real IP. So we've got the flour already developed, as I said, and we're about to launch. We've got the ugly protein prototype through the laboratories and we're at the next phase of working on the, 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 the protein. And we're already doing the initial work in terms of extracting the oil and the chaya, and there's more products to come. We've got scientists here in the UK and also working with a number of bodies in Mexico, including FICA and CICI, who can help us lead on that. And in terms of scaling our supply, well, as everybody points out, nature tends to work at a certain pace. 
So we're wild harvesting with communities who already source the, the Ramon at the moment, but we've also got some land underway. We're doing agroforestry pilots and we're developing a Tierra Charter, which sets out how we're then going to scale up and work with larger landowners. So in reality, the scaling looks like this. We already have a partnership in place with Lush, the cosmetics company. We're working on their plantation in Guatemala. We've got our own pilot site in Guatemala and we're working with Dr. Bronner's, the cosmetics company. We'll scale by working with larger organizations. So for example, the TNC have huge waves of land that they want to commercialize, but they need to find ways of doing that. And they're talking to us. And then the really big scaling comes from actually working with some of our customers because to ensure security supply, they're open to talking about how they help support working with larger land partners. And this is the opportunity. As we scale at that kind of pace, you can see that we're forecasting a $230 billion business by year 10, with hoping to exit around year eight. We've done our pre-seed, we raised 300,000 earlier in the year, and now we're embarking on our seed raise. The ask is for 2 million US. You can see there's a hefty chunk of R&D in there. That's because of all the innovation and all of that product pipeline we're talking about. But also there's a lot of operational because we have a customer and we need to get that flower out of the door for them. And this is the team. So Marcela, I mentioned, is in Mexico at the moment. She's literally with the customers this afternoon. Uh, she is a food entrepreneur and has previously worked at Unilever. Cool. Hope your time is up. I am sorry to have to cut you off, Angela. No problem at all. My apologies for overrunning slightly. Uh, no worries. You almost you almost got it. It was a great pitch. Thank, thank you for sharing everything about Tierra Foods. Now I want to hand things over to uh, our other investors and let's see if they have any questions. And I have quite a few for you as well, because our syndicate is actually very interested in what you guys are doing. But first, Nadav or the Costas, do you have any questions for Angela and Tierra? Good. I mean, I'd be happy to go first. Uh, so Angela, thank you for the presentation. It was very interesting. So um, before I ask some questions, you were part of cohort one, uh, carbon 13 or two? Mm -hmm. One. One, sorry, sorry, I couldn't quite hear. Yes, but I was, well, we were cohort one, yes. Okay. We were one so of I, the first eight teams that got through, yeah. Okay, excellent. Um, so, so I think you were getting there, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about you. I mean, in your background and how you, and how you got to Tierra Foods. I think that was the last slide, but I'd, I'd be happy to hear a little bit more of the of the background yeah sure sorry yes cut off in my prime so uh marcella as i said uh she's got a lot of extensive background in the, the the food sector i'm more of a product and business strategist so i've spent a career helping businesses launch and develop new products and services i've done that at a commercial level i've worked with organizations like burberry and mcmillan but i've also worked with a number of smaller organizations i'm actually a co-founder of another startup called work for good uh in here in the uk um, and I'm an advisor to a number of others. And as you're familiar with Carbon 13, you'll know that the premise is it brings together talent and, and skills from, from, from different backgrounds. So um, I'm a, a, a bit of an obsessive nature buff anyway, and Marcelo and I gravitated towards each other on Carbon 13 because we both wanted to do nature-based solutions. That was our thing. Uh, and so we were the, we were of, I don't know how familiar you are with cohort one, but we're probably the, the most nature-based solution that, that kind of got through the, the first round. Does that answer, is there anything else I can? No, take? thank you. That Just to good. quickly double click on that answer. Did you say you're a co-founder currently of another company as well? Sorry, well, I, I was co-founder. I'm sort of, I'm still a, a friend. Uh, work for good, still going, uh, but I've stepped back from that. Uh, they've now got a proper team in place. Um, and so I've kind of stepped away from it. So it's called Work for Good. It's a platform for charitable giving in the SME sector. Understood, understood. If I can 
if I can ask a question, um, you, you know, of course, you mentioned the regenerative uh, agricultural practices. How do you validate that um, in, in practice? So um, there's a number of, of methods for that. So we have uh, one of our consultants is uh, Ryan Zinn. He's the regenerative agroforestry lead for Dr. Bronner's, and he's actually on the team. Uh, and we're looking at, um, in addition to obviously understanding a lot about agroforestry, we're actually going to be going for, I don't know if you've heard of regenerative organic. It, it's, a, it's a new method of, of accreditation, sort of aspiring to be the fair trade, but absolutely speaks to the regen organic piece. And he's helping us uh, get ourselves set up for that. Great. Thank you. And one thing I was wondering is you have this huge product pipeline. How do you focus when you have a lot of different businesses and business models and partners and partnerships and locations you have to work with? As a, why do that versus focus on nailing one product and then doing things in series as opposed to parallel? Well, in, in many ways, we are actually focusing. So, so to my point, our, the product we're working on right now is flour and we have actually chosen consciously to only work with one customer and we often get pushed on that from investors because naturally when you know you've had a conversation with Nestle everybody's saying you want to be there but we have to scale we have to scale our production and supply and we want to do this intelligently and strategically so we are absolutely focusing in on one product but the point about regenerative agroforestry is that you are growing multiple plants alongside each other. So, so you need to have an eye on your product pipeline further down the track. And that is why we're putting the NPD through. So the chaya and the protein concentrate, that's in NPD. It certainly isn't at this stage being um, developed as a product commercially, but we're, we're strategically keeping our eye on the three, five-year gateposts in terms of the other products that we'll need to be developing. Kostas Nadav, any other questions for Angela? Maybe a final uh, small one. Um, around uh, the logistics and supply chain side, um, how do you think about, uh, you know, if we're looking at uh, emissions, how do you think about emissions when there's a product that is, uh, for example, um, it's been grown in Mexico and needs to be transported around the world? Um, so, you know, kind of an end-to-end -end emissions uh, point of view. It's a really good question. Uh, and the thing I, I didn't actually say was that we are focusing our entire market at the moment on uh, LATAM and Northern America. So our customers are North America, uh, including Canada and Mexico. Um, and we've done a detailed life cycle analysis on the business as, as um, anybody who knows Carbon 13 will know that's, that's a rite of passage that you have to sit and do one of those. Yeah. So we've done a very, very detailed life cycle analysis on that. But longer term, yeah, we will be looking to ideally expand um, and that we're hoping at that point, better things such as, you know, wind and naval transportation will, will enable us to, to reach those. But the reality is it will take two years for us to get novel food for, for Europe anyway. So we're, again, it's focus, focus, hone in on that sort of latest market. And it's huge and it's right. So, so we, there's a lot of things we can really do well before. Thank you. Now I just have one last question. How did the protein sources that you're looking at now compare to other plant-based protein sources in terms of nutritional value, such as peas, soy, et cetera? 
Um, incredibly well, actually. Uh, so polyphenols and things like that, the, the, the nutritional value of the Ramon is proving to be extremely high, as is the chaya. The challenge, and that's where all the laboratory testing comes in, is, is making sure that you don't lose some of those values with, with the processes. So, so what you want to do is optimise flavour and quality and structure, while also not losing the, the, the flavour piece. That's why it's still a work in progress. We have more laboratory work to do before that could be ready. But we're very confident from the indicator so far that the, uh, it will be highly nutritious. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in to another segment of the Startup Tank Climate Investor Pitch Show presented by Forward VC. I'm your host, Matt Ward, serial founder, climate investor, and partner at Forward VC's Angel Syndicate, investing in companies that move the world forward. To learn more about me, download my free growth and fundraising guides, or to get help scaling your company, please visit mattward.io. If you're interested in pitching on a future segment of The Startup Tank, please visit thestartuptank.com. And if you're a credit investor interested in investing alongside us in top climate and impact companies that move the world forward, please visit forward.vc for more details and to apply.